In love, God has placed you in Christ. Now, we've seen in these last few days so many wonderful truths about what God has imparted to us, what God has given to us, what God has put within us. And you can rejoice that that, uh, you have the kingdom of God within you, that you have the life of Christ in you, that you have the gift of the Holy Spirit within you, that the grace of God is working within you, that God causes his mercy to work within you every time he forgives your sin, every time he deals with the negatives in your life and restores you. But all this is complemented by a twin truth that Christ is in you and all these wonderful blessings are true for you because God has placed you in Christ. Now, we've seen that when Jesus went to the cross, you were crucified with him so that your old life no longer exists. Now you are a new creation. You're a new person with a new identity, with uh, a, a new nature, with a divine nature. But not only were you made new, God, and not only did God put you in, in Christ on the cross, when Christ rose from the dead, you were in him. So you literally were raised to new life. You, you share in the new risen life, in the victorious life of Christ, because on the cross, he overcame all sin, all sickness, all, all the power of Satan. And the resurrection demonstrated that he'd even overcome death itself. So you are in the new risen life of Christ. So what God wants you to do is to share in that risen life, to live in that risen life day by day in your daily experience. But the blessing doesn't end there because actually God then, Jesus then ascended into heaven and God even sees you seated in heavenly places with him. And we'll be talking more about that later. But I want you to understand this complete identification that you had with Jesus. So now that identification continues throughout your life. You remember at the Last Supper, Jesus taught to the disciples, uh, describing himself as the true vine. And they were branches in the vine. They lived in Christ Jesus. And uh, that is the wonderful truth, you see, of what it really means to belong to him. But then Jesus goes on to say to them that as the disciples who have been placed in Christ by the Father, by the Heavenly Father, they have the responsibility to remain in Christ. He said, abide in me and I in you. Uh, The Greek literally means continue to live in me. 
Live continuously in me. Abide in me. And then I will continue to live in you. So God has has put all these wonderful blessings into us that we've been considering in the last few days. And, and all those blessings continue because of the way that we live in him. So we live in Christ. We live in Christ. You need to constantly say to yourself, I live in Christ. I'm never separated from Christ. It's not just that he is with me, but I am in him and he is in me. Hallelujah. The, the way I, I usually describe this to people is if you take a book, take your Bible or any book, and you place a piece of paper in the book. Now, that piece of paper is in the book. Wherever the book goes, the piece of paper goes. Wherever the paper goes, the book goes, because the paper is in the book. The paper isn't actually part of the book, so we don't become part of Christ. Christ is complete in himself. But we live in Christ, just like that paper is in the book. And what Jesus is really saying to the disciples is, I want you to continue to live like that. Now, he also says in that scripture that the Father is the gardener. He is the one who prunes even the fruitful branches to make them more fruitful still. He prunes out of the vine fruitless branches because you know, they just exist, they're not producing anything, they're just taking life out of the vine and there's no fruit. And the purpose of every branch, of course, is to bear fruit. But Jesus is saying the Father prunes even the fruitful branches to make them more fruitful still. Now, a long time ago, I wrote a book about this and, and uh, I did quite a bit of research into the growth of vines at the time. And I discovered that when you prune a vine, you prune it hard. You, you, you cut the branch right back. And you see, it doesn't matter how fruitful we have been for the Lord in the past. What God is doing and what he's actually taking you through during these 21 days is a pruning process. That if you've been walking with me day by day through these truths, a lot of pruning will already have taken place in your heart. And what God does is he cuts out of our heart all the negative things, all the things of unbelief, all the things that really are fear, because he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He cuts all those negative things out because they are counterproductive to the life of the kingdom and the life of the spirit and the life of Christ within us. So as we submit ourselves afresh to the Lord every day, so we are doing something that is really positive, that is counteracting, that is, 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 is dealing with those negative things. No longer do we want any of those negatives to afflict our lives or to have any real impact in our lives, any influence in our lives. But, but the Father in his great love for us says, no, I want to cut those things out because they're not productive. 
In fact, they're counterproductive. Do you realize that he even sometimes cuts good things out of our lives? They seem good to us, and, and they may not be things that are wrong in themselves, but they're not what God wants. They're not the will and purpose that he has for you. And so he says, well, look, that's got to go. It's taking up too much of your time, taking up too much of your attention. And it might be good to you, but it, it's not actually serving my purposes. It's not serving the, the purposes of the kingdom. So God is, is constantly pruning these branches of the vine in order that they may be more fruitful still. God does that in love, in love for you. Why? Because he wants your life in Christ to flourish. Now, the great revelation that God wants you to take hold of today is that because you're in Christ, you are a co-heir with him. You're, you're, you're an inheritor with him, that you share in his inheritance. That, in other words, just as, as, as Jesus, when he was on earth, lived in the Father and the Father lived in him, so now you can live in Christ and Christ can live in you. In other words, you, you never see yourself separated from Christ, even, even though there may be times when you're not aware of his presence, even when there may be times when you feel a million miles away from him, yet still he is there, still you are in him, still he is in you. Because this has got nothing to do with feelings. This has got to do with the truth of what God has done with us in his spirit. You don't always feel things in your spirit. You feel things in your soul, but that's your natural life. That's your human life. You're, in your spirit, you have your divine life, and your divine life is not, a, is not a series of feelings. It's a series of truths, the truths of who you are in Christ, the truths of, of who Christ is in you, the truths of what you can do now because you are in Christ. Now, this is essential for us to understand if, if we are really going to see the fulfillment of God's will and purpose in our lives. Because, you see, if I was to give my testimony in one sentence, I would say this. God continually asking me to do things that's impossible for me to do and then enabling me to do them. Now, that's the grace of God, but it's the grace of God that operates because I'm in Christ and because I know I'm in Christ. And because I know I'm in Christ, I know Christ is in me. And I know, therefore, that whatever God puts before me, he will enable me to do, even, even if I haven't got the foggiest idea myself as to how to do that. You know, there's, there's been times, often at meetings, when I haven't known what to say. I haven't, uh, you know, I, I wait upon God. I, 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 sometimes he gives me the title. But you've never seen me preach out of notes because I, my, my intention is always that Jesus will speak through me and that I need to be in that place of submission to him so that he will speak. That people don't want to hear Colin Urquhart speaking. They want to hear something from God, that I simply need to be his mouthpiece. And, and you see, that works because of the grace of God. Obviously, it's got nothing to do with me. It, 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 it is solely the grace of God. But it works because I'm in Christ and Christ is in me. 
And you see, the same principle is true for you. You might not have the same ministry as me. You might not have to do the same things as me. But whatever you have to do, you are in Christ. Christ is in you. You're not separated from him. You're not apart from him. Doesn't matter how you feel, you are still in Christ. And you can say, Lord, I thank you that today I'm in Christ. And today Christ is in me. And today, Lord, you are going to enable me to do everything that you want me to do. And, and even when he wants us to impact the life of, of other people and we don't know what to say and we don't know what to do, it seems that the situation is, is, is beyond us. God says, don't be afraid. I will supply all you need because you are in Christ and Christ is in you. So, beloved, let's today thank God that nothing in the whole of creation can ever separate us from the love of God because we're in Christ and Christ is in us. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com. 